0: I'm wondering, have you ever been caught off guard by some news or something that somebody said to you? For instance, somebody might say, "Hey, congratulations, you're going to be a dad," and maybe you just were totally not expecting that. Or maybe somebody says to you, "I have some bad news for you, Howard. Um, The company is closing the head office, and uh, you're going to be without a job for starting on Monday." Like, there's all kinds of news that you can get, and you think. How am I going to respond to that? I was called by God in the 1990s to follow Him and to go into ministry, and it was a bit of a shock. I thought i 'd wondered about it before, but all of a sudden, I could just really tell God was calling me and i didn 't quite know what, how to respond or what that really meant, but in the end, I said yes to god and I had all kinds of questions that I didn't know. How are we gonna do this? How am I gonna find a place to do my master's degree? And all of a sudden I was offered a place at the Canadian Theological Seminary, totally unexpected to do a Master of Religious Studies. Well, I also didn't know how I was gonna balance my life between work and my family and studying as a student. But God helped us to work all of those things out. The next thing that I wasn't quite sure of was I believed that I needed to take some Anglican education, that's what my bishop had told me, but I didn't know how I was going to do that, and one day one of my professors said, Howard, I think you should study where I studied, which was Cambridge, or maybe even Oxford. And all of a sudden I found myself sort of saying, yeah, I think I'm going to study for my next degree in in Oxford. I had no idea how that was going to happen, I had no idea how I was going to pay for that, I had no idea how I was going to be accepted did I mention to you that I quit school in grade nine? (laughs) So anyway, I kept on saying, yeah, I think I'm just trusting that's what's going to happen. And God opened all of the doors. And I was able to go and do do that study. And it's like that when God calls anybody. It doesn't have to be the ministry, but God calls, calls you to follow him. And what God is actually asking you to do is to trust him and to love God and to love one another. And that's the the basic central part of God's call to you anytime. Will you trust me to follow me? Will you love me and follow me? And we need to know, too, that we can trust God and that, that He loves us as well. And that's the way calls are like, even if you go back into the Old Testament, that's what calls were like. And today we had a reading from Genesis and it talked about Abram, who became Abraham. Abram means a father, a, a great father. Abraham means the father of a multitude, many people. And when Abraham was 99 years old, God calls, comes by. Well, actually, that's part of the part of the thing we need to think about. God doesn't just call him. He stops by Abram's place. And he says, Abram, I want to talk to you. And he says, I want to form a promise between me and you. And the promise is this, that I'm going to make you into a great nation. Now, remember, Abraham would have had no idea how this was going to happen. He was 99 years old. His wife, Sarah, who later became Sarah, she was getting up there too. And she was past the age where she might be able to have children. But they thought about God. They thought about when God says something, you can trust God. And they said yes to God. And so he became the father of a great nation. He became the father of uh, kings and and queens. Uh, He became the father of many. And it was because he had accepted this call by God to follow him and to trust him. When you're 99 years old and somebody says to you, you're going to have tons and tons of kids. You have to be able to trust that if you're going to go along with it. And that's what that's what Abraham did. And, you know, Paul writes about him later. And uh, in the letter to the Romans that we read today, because he says that it was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be, uh, be a father of many but it was through trusting God. And at the center of all that he did, it was trusting God. And so Paul writes, you know, therefore the promise comes by faith so that it might be by grace and guaranteed to all of Abraham's offspring. And that includes all of the people of the world because God's call is to all of us. And that promise was fulfilled through Jesus when he came for the whole world. And against all hope, Abraham believed. And that's what we're called to do as well. We're called to believe as Abraham did. So you may have accepted this call to follow Jesus, or you may be still thinking about it. And how does that live out in your own life? You know, we don't always get it right. And so Jesus was talking to his disciples, and he began to tell them and this is from the gospel of mark and we're studying mark right now he began to tell them that you know guys i know you're following me and i know that uh, you think everything's going to work out great but i need to tell you something and he says this the son of man which is jesus he says must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders the chief priests and the teachers and the law and he's going to be killed and then after three days, he'll rise again. Well, Peter was the first person that Jesus called to follow him was Peter. And he, he was, at that time he was known as Simon, but Peter means the, the rock. So he was a, a strong disciple of Jesus. And when he hears Jesus say this stuff, he says, Lord, there is no way I'm going to allow this to happen. There is no way you're gonna suffer i'll stand in your place don't worry lord i'll take care of you and jesus is just really deeply shaken by what peter says he's really sad to hear what peter has to say because all of a sudden this person who had identified jesus as the son of god all of a sudden he's saying i know you're the son of god but i'm going to take care of you none of these bad things will happen to you because I want to be in control. You see how that shifts from having faith in God to telling God how how, how we think he should do things? It's a total shift in the direction of somebody who's following Jesus. And we all run into that at one time or another as followers. We all make decisions that sometimes demonstrate that we're more interested in not following God and following our own hearts. And so Jesus calls him back and he says, get behind me because the words that you're saying, they're not words of a follower of mine. They're from the other team. He says, Peter, you've got to realize this is why I came. I came so that I could die for you. I could die for people all over the world that they might have life. I could die for them so that they'll be able to follow me. And that call to follow him is to trust him. Even when we think, how can can this be the way things should go? We just need to trust God that he knows what he's doing in the universe and that he's calling us to be a part of what he's doing, not the other way around. And so Peter eventually comes to understand this amazing truth about following God. And it's something that God's calling you and I to understand as well. The call to follow Him isn't about us accomplishing great things and going all over the place and and, uh, building buildings or doing anything like that. It's about love and the power of God's love in our lives and our lives being shared with others and with God. And it's about trust, trusting God with all that we are, that we know that following him is the way that we'll become the people we're called to be, and also that we'll be able to be a part of all that God is calling us to do. And that's the call on St. Michael's Church as well. It's the call on St. George's and the Pines Church. It's the call on all Christian churches everywhere that we might follow God. And today we're having another annual meeting, our meeting at St. Michael's uh, uh, Saint Michael's Church. And today we're going to talk about what it means to follow God. We'll talk about how we've been trying to follow God in the past year. And we're going to talk about how we might continue to follow God in this new environment, this new world that we're in with COVID. And we're going to think about, how the things that we do might bring honor to God as individuals and as our entire church. Let's pray about that, about our own lives and about, uh, about our churches and about how we might follow God. Let's pray. Dear God, we praise you and thank you, first of all, that you, that you call us. We thank you that you reach out to us. You come in person, just like you did to Abraham and just like you did to all of the disciples and apostles. You come in person and you seek us. And we praise you and thank you that, for that. We thank you that you call us. And we thank you that we are, our ears are opened and we can hear your call. And now I pray that you might every day help us to think of how we can trust you, ways we can put our trust in you, and how we might love you with all our heart, mind, soul, and spirit. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.